Chapter Twelve of the Brown Brethren. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Brown Brethren by Patrick McGill. Chapter Twelve, The Day's Work. It's blooming well, still the same, ever and always the same. Right in the thick of it, not feeling sick of it. Nah, but it's always the same, the same. I like the old business, not aff. Son of the empire, not aff. Laguerre never finny, it's whiz-bang and many, and always the usual straff, straff, straff. Forever and ever the same, bloomin' well always the same. If the guns for a change would lengthen their range, but nah, they just straff us the same. From Trench Doggerel the winter was over the birds were singing again on the barbed wire entanglements the green grasses peeped out between the cobbles of the deserted village streets and the flowers showed in the open spaces between the lines the trenches were becoming dry the parapets no longer crumbled down it's possible to climb over the parados at night without fleeing half the structure into the muddy alleys where the soldiers kept eternal watch on the lines across the way Sheepskin jackets were handed in, top boots were worn no more, a man could sleep at ease in a dugout now, for the roofs, no longer weighted by the rain, had ceased falling in on the hapless sleepers. The tottering walls gathered strength, tottering spirits were braced up, men saw the sun, and were pleased, the winter was over. For one who has not experienced them, it is difficult to realize the hardships of the front line between the months of October in april the trenches are deep ditches filled with mud and water that reach the waist now and again the heavy top boots are useless protection against wet the water rises over the tops of the boots and runs down the legs of the men the boots stick in the mud and often the men have to climb out of them clamber from cells into a quagmire in the days following the first trench winter when the earth got dry Soldiers who had died in their top boots were dug from the floors of the trenches. Weary with their efforts to get free from the deadly embrace of the muddy quagmire, they fell asleep and succumbed to exposure, died in their graves, and in spring they were dug out and buried anew. The dugout is as treacherous as the trench. The shaky construction, the lodge of fear, is always built in a hurry. Weak props hold a crazy roof in place sandbags filled with earth serve the purpose of tiles in dry weather a dugout serves its purpose well but in the rainy weather the sandbags become saturated finally weighing the rafters and props down to earth time and again the weary sleepers never awake their shelter becomes their grave the trenches in the summer nights have a charm peculiarly their own when the star shells ride in the heavens and the air is full of the languorous scent of sleeping flowers if the guns of war are silent there is a genial atmosphere pervading the whole place and men go about the work in a light-hearted manner one can smell tea brewing in the sheltered bay where a brazier glows cosily in the lee of the traverse a game of cards is in progress in a dugout and a youth may be seen writing a letter by the light of a timid candle stuck on the wall at that moment one does not feel far removed from home but what a contrast in the cheerless winter 
all the cosy comfort is a thing of the past men plough through muck and mire dragging their feet and legs through water and mud or sleep in the open shivering with cold the fingers are chilled to the bone all feeling has gone away from the feet for all one knows the feet may have gone no fires are lit there is no wood nothing that will burn the long night marches have lost all their romance clothes are seldom dry they cling to the body like the rags of a drowned man scourging and scaling the flesh the cold rain stings the flesh the snow freezes the fingers marching is difficult the roads are thick with mud and all roads lead to the firing line the line of red agony of desolation the soldier is a mute impotent figure a blind pawn in the game of war the billets are cold and cheerless the broken roof which allowed the winds of night to play round the sleepers in the hot summer weather now lets in the cold and wet sleep is hardly a rest it is a moment of forgetfulness similar to the solace which a sick man finds in a drug spring was well on its way now the boys in the trenches were happy again bub and flanagan were up to any sort of mischief or deed of daring the persistent sniper who kept potting at their bay annoyed them however bub back from hospital and full of vitality vowed that it was up to him to put the sniper out of action i'm going up on this ere caboose at the rear said bub pointing to the slag heap behind the british front line i'll maybe get a sight on the boche i'm with you in the game said flanagan both men went out in the early dawn and took their places close to the crest of the mammoth slag heap noon found them still there lying prone on the surface of the coal mine's off-scour their heads close to the rim of the heap their eyes fixed on the enemy's trench which wound slyly as a snake through the level some seven hundred yards away a spit down from the two boys lay the english line out in front of it dozens of bundles and khakis lay limp and lifeless waiting for the summer to cover them up with her flowers there's a hundred or more out there said bub god it's a funny business killin and killin one would think we enjoys it by the fuss the pipers in england make of it anyway it's a blurry rotten way of fighting he continued as he changed his position by the fraction of an inch without removing his eye from the tip of the rifle foresight god he whispered i have em now i saw something move just like a bird i'll give em a round don't muttered flanagan under his breath it's no good firing if you're not sure of your man one shot will give us all away and that's the twentieth time you've seen him each time in a different spot he's not like a bird he can't be in two places at one time what the hell don't move cramp in my guts groaned bub wiggling a little god it ain't arf giving me jip Ooh, whoa the youth kicked out with both legs raised his head an inch or two then brought it down again to the level of the earth flanagan swore under his breath and cursed bub with vehemence i can't help it said bub i must move i'd rather have a bullet in the head than a cramp in my belly whoa it'll twist me up like a hedgehog matey whispered flanagan turning half left and fixing his eyes on spudall what you know if you're seen moving you'll get a bullet across here i don't care a damn said bub but i do muttered flanagan 
next time i come out sniping i'm going to take a man with me one that won't give a position away when he has got a sore tummy i'm not going to move no more said bub going to be quiet as a sandbag oh whoa how's your cramp now asked flanagan when bub had been quiet for a good ten minutes gone is it it's opted said spudhole with a laugh blimey both men cowered to earth giggling nervously as the bomb burst scattering a cloud of dust over them a second shell burst and a third they must have spotted us said flanagan frowning at the fields if they have it's all up but the shelling ceased as suddenly as it had begun and the youngsters breathed freely again cleaning out their guns i suppose said flanagan luckily they didn't clean us out of existence i'm tired of waiting here i'm tired and hungry and not said bub but we can't get out of this damn place till night they won't arf have the laugh on us when we get back not half said flanagan absently and i bet captain thorley a bob i'd lay the sniper by the eels said bub but it's no go well where can the fellow be asked flanagan removing a speck of dust from the back sight of his rifle with a cautious hand no man can fire at us from the german trench it's behind our eyes and even if one of the boches looks over the parapet he can't see our trench but still the fact remains that no sooner does one of our boys look over than a bullet zips past his ear where does the bullet come from the sniper must be between the lines he must but where spuddle shrugged his shoulders helplessly and muttered we was fools coming out here but he has done for four of our fellows and he must die if he doesn't he shook a cautious little head and became silent the sun sank down the sky and in its sight slid along the barrels of the rifles from handguard to muzzle whenever the weapons were moved flanagan crunched a biscuit with zealous teeth bub traced furrows in the ground with his trigger finger but all the time kept his eyes fixed on the front our boys are making tea now he said it's about four o'clock i suppose that damn sun's in no hurry neither there he ejaculated suddenly one of our boys is put his head over the trench wait both men heard it a smothered shriek like the sound of a drowning puppy he has got it in the head said bub in a fierce voice the bloody fool flan what is it bub i saw smoke said bub speaking calmly just look over see a little holler near the german lines yes well there's a dead man there with his knees curled up got him that's the place i saw a puff of smoke and something moved look flan see something shining i see it said flanagan the sun's catching the sniper's ipe both the youngsters drew their weapons taut to their shoulders and adjusted their sights four fifty inquired bub adjusting his sight to four hundred and fifty yards a little lower a little lower said flanagan make it four and you'll not be far out be hard to judge if we hit the dead man he'll not raise the dust you aim first bub bub's left cheek twitched and his eye took in the objective he pulled the trigger a spurt of dust flew into the air a little to the rear of the dead man aim low and we'll get him next time said flanagan both rifles spoke together a figure detached itself from the limp lump which lay in the hollow near the enemy's lines rose to a standing position and beat the air with agitated arms thus for a moment then the thing collapsed in an abject heap on the ground 
that's all said bub the boys in the trench are firing now they'll finish him off if he's not done in already the rifles cracked spitefully in the trench which rimmed the base of the slag heap the sun sank lower and the shadows lengthened the two youngsters broke biscuits gnawed vigorously and waited for the darkness to fall end of chapter twelve